Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Welcome to another episode of Shoot the J. Day today is the 30th of June, year of our Lord, 2020. I am once again, for the second time, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, I know you went golfing today. How did that go and how are you doing? I did go golf. How do you know that? You told me that yesterday. I did tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't post anything, but I went with um, I went with uh, Max Boltman, who covers the okay. Red Wings for us, and Cody, yep. Cody Stavango. Stav- I don't know how to say his last name. He covers the Tigers for us. I hope I'm not getting them in trouble because I'm on vacation. They're not. So if any of my bosses are listening to this, I just went by myself. It was just by yourself. Yeah. So uh, how, what did you shoot? Oh, I'm bad. Um <laughs> This is my – I started last summer, like, I think I went five, six times from June to August. So, like, I was getting into it. And I've already been four times this summer. Um, the par was – it was a course made up primarily of par threes and fours. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it, so the par was 60. I think I got 103. Pretty bad. Woof. Yeah. It was, so it was pretty I'll good. make you feel a little bit better. Uh, I went golfing like at this point, it was probably like two years ago and I hadn't golfed in like a year mm-hmm. and I ended up shooting um, what's par normally 72 for like a normal course. Yeah. So I shot a, uh, a 96. And when I tell people that they're like, okay, like that's, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was on um, nine. <laughs> <laughs> and after nine, we were just tired, and I was like, "I want to go home. Like this sucks." Um, so you were uh, you were the I don't want to say a victim, but for lack of a better word, the victim of a bit of a, I guess maybe even scandal's not the right word, a realization. So when the Pistons had, and you might not know what I'm talking about, you will in a second. When the Pistons had their, uh, they joined everybody downtown for the uh, the protests in Detroit. Yeah, we realized as fans that james has tattoos <laughs> i didn't <clears throat> yeah that uh, yeah i'll let you continue before i comment so but yeah that... I, I i feel like you were like downplaying i mean it's really not that big of a deal but it was weird to me how much you were downplaying it because of how like blown away we all were yeah by it and i just you were like i hide it really well and we were like we we need to know more about this <laughs> so like what the heck man that was, that seems like a bigger deal than you let it let us to believe that it was. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So the yeah the Pistons posted the photo of me and Luke walking and talking, and all you see is just my arm covered in ink. So <laughs> yeah, um, I, that might have been the first time. Honestly, I don't know if Luke didn't say anything, but I don't think he knew. I don't know if anybody on the team. I none of us knew, dude. Like you're always wearing cardigans. Because this is the thing. So obviously, um, I mean, it's changed a little bit now. But like, people in my profession are are general are generally older. Yeah. Um. Like, I mean, the athletic did has done a great job of hiring a lot of writers in their twenties that are that are proven and still have bright futures. So it's like inside like my my co-workers like there's a lot of me like 20 year old yeah. i'm 28 so um like for our age group and nick i know you're in you're in that age range as well 
like that's tattoos aren't as normal like it's a normal thing so it's just a thing yeah. yeah so like primarily like a lot of people that cover pro sports are um older like it's just a fact so uh i would and i think there's just kind of always been like a um stigma maybe yeah like i've always kind of like uh, that's why i cover it up like as crazy as this sounds and i don't even know if i should say it but like at the end of the day a lot of like the people we interact with and try to build relationships with our older gentlemen like whether it's people in the front office yeah i mean yeah coaches so like i don't i imagine that if they're that if they love basketball like that and they're that invested and they're around these players all the time they have tattoos like it doesn't bother them like they probably played they're just from a different era where tattoos weren't as like popular 100 percent. um but like i mean the basketball season's during the cold months of the year so well okay so yeah you don't have any reason to show them off i guess yeah exactly and so like the only time people from the Pistons might see it is summer league. Like the, I mean, the protest gotcha. is like a one, like I would never, there's no other situation where I'm with a team like that in the summer other than summer league. Right. Um, so yeah. So like that, it was just too hot. Like I wanted to wear the, wear the cardigan, <laughs> but it was 89 degrees. And I was like, well, yeah, like I, it, it's, I know, I knew who was going to be there. I knew it would be fine. Like it, it was, it's it's 2020. I don't think anybody. It doesn't matter anymore. Like even like I when I met my boss for the first time, I like because I had worked with Fansided for I God, I don't even know how many months before I actually had like a face to face with my boss. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that like he had a nose ring. And like to me, oh, wow. was, my first thing was kind of like a like, whoa. But then I was like, well, he's like in his 20s. Like that's it. Like we were saying, like, that's just a thing. People don't care. And I remember that was a really that's a big thing that I, I don't really get it as much anymore just because people aren't really focused on it. But when basketball is in full swing and I'm trying to become like gainfully employed, <laughs> people are like, well, you're probably not going to be able to get a job if your hair's that long or your beard's that long and like that out of control. And I'm like, I actually, you're not wrong. Like most people don't care, but for the sake of professionalism, like I guess yeah. maybe being well-kept is a little bit different. Um, right. I mean, and I'm with you, like it all depends. And I just am more cautious that it's like you don't know how people view certain things. Um, you don't know how people interpret certain things. And I would imagine that anybody that's come in great contact with me knows I'm like I'm very polite and like respectful and like because I have an arm sleeve, like that doesn't like change that. Like I just yeah, I'm like my dad, like my parents, like my dad has tattoos and he's 53. Like I remember when I was a kid going to like a house in jackson or flint like and he was getting tattooed like so it's kind of just like a thing but i i always try to be professional and cover it up Um, right and the months that basketball happens like makes it super easy like obviously we'll go to miami and like rot like so like that's the thing so like and i hate to be on a tangent with this and that was a great question because people i was so shocked that people were shocked that i had them but i'm like there's no reason we would know. Yeah, like, yeah, like, it's like, if you asked me, like, I would tell you, but, like, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that, like, pull, rolling up my sleeves. So yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so are you about to drop a bomb on me that Rod has, like, a full sleeve or something like no, that? No, no, Because going to rock my world. I'm no, 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 he does not. But, like, when we're on the road, like, I, I'll hang out. Like, Rod and Vince, like, they both know, I, know I've had tattoos because, like, of I will be in Miami or Orlando and it's hot and I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt and we have a day off and we'll go get food or, like, 
Lauren, uh, the Pistons social media manager, like she knows. Um, so it's like people would tell me all the time, like just, people don't care. Like it's 2020. I'm like, yeah, but there's still like a level of professionalisms and I'll just wear the cardigan. And it's just, I, otherwise I wouldn't have a great intro from you if I didn't wear the cardigan. So. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping you'd remember that I would, that I, that that was what it was last oh, night. Phenomenal. I kind of, in my head, I, I, I came up with Johnny Canes the other day. I don't have any plans to have him on the show, but I have his number. I know he probably would. And I'd really like to because he's, I was, I think we talked about this last time. I was shocked at like how good of a dude he is. Oh, he's the best. Um, I so was like, too. We can talk about that. Well, I think we did last yeah, time we, a little bit. Like yeah, we, we thought did. he was kind of like this like frat dude. Yeah. Like not quite that, but you know, something along those lines. Bro, No, he's like genuinely the nicest person ever. He's super cool. Like I love that guy with all my heart. It's uh, I, I want to tell you so bad, but I want it to be a surprise for people when they hear it because I think it's really good. Um, and then Snell season, I'm assuming you know who Snell season is. Yeah. The okay, so I have one for him. Also, haven't even talked to him about having him on the show, but I just you know that's just something I think about. So I'm gonna backtrack really quick. You said um, this is a personal question for me just because I well actually this entire episode is gonna be personal questions for me just because I want to know certain things. Yeah. Uh, you said you were walking with Luke at the protest. Let me ask you this: Who do you think is better friends with Luke Kennard, uh, me or you? Oh, I mean, it's a different dynamic. I would. Well, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. It's weird because obviously you have to walk that journalism line. Like me and Luke get along well, and we talk about. I mean, all the time we talk about stuff outside of basketball, but I wouldn't call us friends. At the end of the day, like you have a job. Yeah, like if he's like if he goes over thirty for two months, like I'm going to write about him being over thirty. Like it's and he knows that. That's something that like I've talked to him about it. And I was honest with him and I'm like, I don't think you understand how hard it is for me to write about like, hey, if we traded Luke, it could be a good thing. But like, we definitely shouldn't do that. Like it, it hurts just because I, I don't know. Like, right. I hate to say those things about him. Um, and even like with Blake now, all of a sudden, <laughs> I it like hurts me to. I know this is sounding super dumb because you're around these guys literally all the time. It's completely different. But coming from someone who's not. Um, I just feel super guilty writing these things. Um, yeah, no, and... I, and I get it from your perspective. From my like mine, it's the job, and he knows. Right. Like, while I like Luke the person, as I do many of the players on the team, like there's many guys that I like, um, and like I've gotten to know Luke's family, like just from being around. Like they're genuinely nice people. He knows that if, like you said, if they tr- make a trade that is beneficial for them, and he's involved, like. I'll say that, or if he's not playing well, because I've written the be- I've written some of the best stuff about him when he's played well, right? And absolutely. So the, yeah, it's just it's part of the job. But he's, I would say you're probably you're probably better friends. Uh, Blake might like you more, and he likes me. I'll say that. You know what's funny is <laughs> like <laughs> my girlfriend's family. They were like after the, everything happened with the Pistons Twitter bracket, they were saying some things that sort of alluded to the fact that like Blake and I are friends <laughs> and like I was letting them roll. I was just going to roll with it because it made me sound really cool. The truth is I haven't never in my life spoken a word to him. Yeah. Like the whole thing happened. And I like without me knowing like Luke just sent me a message and was like, hey, watch this. Like I'm working on something. And I was like, what? And then the Blake tweet popped up. and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I've never I've, I've never actually communicated with him. I'm but, so glad you won that, by the way. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, that was uh, – I remember like a year ago, I got bounced in the Sweet 16. I think it was a Sweet 16 by Laz. Yeah. And I was like irate. 
I remember I was like sitting in the car, like fuming and I was taking it so seriously and it didn't matter. And then this year I was kind of like, I remember uh, Sean Corp and um, I, for the life of me, can't remember who else they were doing like a podcast about um, locked on pistons, Matt. Um, I never know how to say his Shook. last name. Yes. Okay. So he Great was on, uh, he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but he got really mad at me during the Pistons Twitter bracket. Cause I endorsed someone which made him lose. And then I felt really <laughs> bad, whatever. Um, but anyways, they were talking um, on locked on pistons right as the, the bracket came out and they were talking about how they thought like I was going to win. And like, it was on a, you know, like it was going to be me. And I was like, please don't put a target on my back. Like I'm going to lose. <laughs> please don't do that. So yeah, no, thank you. I was really excited. Um, no, there were people. So just before we exit that, there were people that were, uh, that I would rather see win than others. People yeah. were asking me like why I wasn't like retweeting it and quote tweeting it and like asking player. Like, it's like that bracket's not for me. Yeah, I wasn't going to be disrespectful and say that, but I feel like it's, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, to me, and what I mean by that is like, again, kind of back to that journalistic line. It's like, that's more for like, like I'm part of Pistons Twitter because it's my job. Right. Like there are people who made the Pistons Twitter, including yourself. Like, I think you're the most, when you just, when you think, when I think about Pistons Twitter, it's like a Pistons fan who separates themselves from other Pistons fans. And I think you epitomize that better than anybody. Yeah, thank you. I mean, like, I think of Laz more than, like, Laz and Duncan, I think, are my go-tos. But, like, with you or Rod or, even, like, Omari is a great example. Like, if another team hires you tomorrow, you're a part of their Twitter now. Right. Like, that's kind of how it is, which is, Omari came from Memphis, right? Yeah, but, he's, yeah, he's from Detroit, though. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I just mean, it was, you know, it's his job to. Oh, exactly. Um, so, I'm just going to, I'm going to, because we don't have a lot of time, I'm going to segue into my first question for you. Um and again, like I said, I you know I didn't prep you for any of this. I kind of wanted your on-the-spot bam. Give me um, a time, an example in your – how long have you been on the, the Pistons beat? Um, this – if this no- year went as normal, that would have been the end of my third year. I, got, I came in when Luke came in. Okay. I, w- I knew it was three or four, but yeah. I figured I'd just ask. So in your three years uh, – in ex- at like a time where aggregating went as wrong as it could, where somebody just took something and like the inertia from it was like unstoppable. If that has happened to you. Oh my gosh. How long do you got? Um, I feel like one happened recently where I tagged you in it and you were like, yeah, I didn't say this. Yeah. And I think I quote tweeted it. I'm actually going to, Yeah, I, I think my exact words is I didn't say this. Let me see if that comes up. I don't. It was. It was. It was like a Blake Griffin, like Al Horford, something like the Pistons are targeting. Yeah, Al Horford or something like, like I, that. I did. I did a. Um, I, I did a column like examining like contracts they could take, with the cap right. space. Yeah, and somebody and some Sixers Instagram page was like, all the Pistons are zeroing in on Al Horford for Blake. Like, per, yeah, yeah, per James Edwards, and I was like, no, I was like, I know he. I was like, I didn't even. I don't even know what piece they're talking about. I know for a fact that he did not say that. yeah no that would be again if i was gonna like if i reported that it would tr- trust me it would be like that would be big news was there anything that was like because i mean i understand how they could read that and i guess maybe just misunderstand it was there anything that was so just blatantly not what you said yeah i mean pretty much the whole thing like first of all it was like people were wondering like what could they do with the cap space well i'm like well yeah. al horford is a guy who's from Michigan, who has some a couple just a couple years left on his deal, maybe Philly would be interested in Blake because they're trying to win now. 
and that maybe a deal like that, like if you're thinking like, what could the Pistons do with their cap space? Like something like this. I don't even know if Bla- I don't remember if Blake was even like involved or anything. Like I don't remember the Blake aspect of it. But yeah, like it was basically trying to show how the Pistons could do like use their cap space. It was just a column like, oh, like Nick Batum was in there. Like yeah, just looking at bad contracts they could take on and maybe get a first round pick for. Uh, before I ask another question, I have a well, I guess they're both personal questions, but I'm just this is like super quick. I don't want to dive into it too much. So I, I think like last week or two weeks ago, I don't know if you saw, but I got lit up because I wrote about how the Pistons could like hypothetically maybe uh, have a reunion with Stanley Johnson. I don't know if you saw that. I did see it. Yeah, I did. I didn't see the backlash though. Yeah. Oh, it was there. I assure you. Um, this is all I need to know from you. Scale of one to ten. Ten being the dumbest. How dumb is that? Um, I wouldn't call it dumb, but I do great. But I, I would say, I like. I think Stanley has a player option for next year. He does, and he's not going to turn down money that he doesn't know he, for a fact he can get. Yeah, over. like I don't think I think he's probably less desirable than when he left Detroit. Yes, like a thousand percent. Yeah, so I don't think I think like business wise for him, like that is doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, it's it's. I mean, look, listen, man. There's good basketball in there somewhere. Yeah, like I I know that there is, but when he's in year three or four and still can't make layups. Yeah, I don't know if I agree that there's. I mean, what's your definition of good basketball? Like, do you think he's like can still be a starter? No, I think he can be a really good defender, and like if you put the ball in his hands. Like something could happen, I, but he's like his defense is going to be there no matter what. Just when you're on offense, you might be playing like four on five most of the time, right? Um, yeah, like I think, th- like I think there's a rotation player in there. I, I yeah, I like I don't think he's there's. I think there's maybe other stuff that I don't think he's out of the league in three years because he's right. still young. But if it is, I don't think it's because. Yeah, I don't know. He's a weird one. Um. Yeah. So, so just like it, it could happen, maybe it probably shouldn't, though. So the other question. I don't I think they'd bring you, him back. Again, I don't Detroit know. Detroit probably would. There's no actual reason to, but it's something that if it happened, I think people would be very quick to um, tear it down. I also think uh, if Troy Weaver, I, I just don't think that he's going to look at, no matter how lackluster this free agent class is, we'll look at it and be like, well, Stanley Johnson's a serviceable name. Like there are probably going to be other options like Alonzo Trier, for example. Right. And there's, um, and there's just, it's, I, I can't think of many examples where a player got traded and then came back, especially that soon after right. being traded. Um, so here I'm going to, cause we, uh, we got about 15 minutes. Here's what I'm going to ask you. You've been on for about three years now. Um, who was like one of the first players that you really formed a relationship with and like kind of made you feel like you were, you know, comfortable in the position? That is a great question. And I have, I think, a great answer. Like I told Vince this once he left, like how I handled my first year on the beat. So Rod and Vince, I mean, Vince had been there a decade about. Rod was in his fourth year. So he'd been around and got to know people. And the team was pretty much the same for like Rod's time. Um, So what I did was, I made it a point to go build a relationship with Luke and Langston Galloway immediately. 
Because they were new. Because they were new, and they did. I mean, according to them, like I don't. I'm I'm assuming maybe they got a rundown from like the PR team, like blah blah blah, whatever about the reporters. Like I think that happens, but they really couldn't tell the difference between if I've been there, or this is my first year or second year, or whatever. So I made that a point. Like, one, I know how Detroit fans are, and they're just so desperate for. <laughs> like a young player to be really good and like Luke yeah. was a really good player. And it's like, I knew that'd be a guy I'd be writing about a lot for the next couple of years. So like, I mean, that was a guy like immediately, like the first round pick, he doesn't know that I'm new. Uh, we have a lot of like the same interests. Like it was, it was easy. Same with Langston. Like he's me and him are the same age. He was new. He loves shoes. I love shoes. Like, and I knew he'd be playing a lot. Like Stan just signed him to a, a like a significant contract. So I think if you go back and look, like maybe like some of my first features, like were on Luke and Langston because I had gotten in with them. I made it a point to like, all right, it's gonna take a while for Andre and Reggie to trust me and like get to know me. Right. So like, let me start here. So like, at the bare minimum, if something happens, I have two guys that I can like, if they play well, if they're playing bad, that they know I can go have like a real conversation with. Absolutely. Um, next question. Uh, so I actually almost. I, I almost wanted to reach out. I think I, I maybe tweeted it to you. I don't remember. Cause I wanted to tell you that it was a great question. Like one that I audibly went, Ooh, great question. Uh, when you asked Troy Weaver, which is, this sounds super dumb. I don't exactly remember what it was. Something to the effect of like, Hey, you don't have a ton of experience, like drafting high. What's the approach this year? It was something along the yeah, lines of that. No, right? I, rem- I, I actually am like still haunted by his answer. Cause it was like the first. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to yeah. is I was like in the middle of being like, great question. And he shot it down like immediately. I was like, well, we drafted Russ at four. Like we definitely have done that before. And I was like, ah. Yeah. So the, my question to him was, and I don't know if he maybe he didn't hear the wording or whatever, but I said to him, you guys, for good reason, haven't drafted that high that often in OKC. <laughs> like I made sure to say that often. Right. And it's like, is there a different approach to finding guys in the 20s? Like, I figured he would say, uh, if we're picking in the 20s, maybe we'll, like, go for need, like a position of need, or right. we'll take a shot on a guy. Like, I'm just curious to see his answer. And Yeah, like, he's like, well, we drafted Arden, we drafted Russell, we drafted Steven Adams. I'm like, I know, I said not often. Like, yeah. in my head, it's like, fuck, like, this is our initial conversation. Like, I wish, and, like, I could see Dwayne, like, when I'm asking the question, shaking his head, like, it's a good question. I'm like, yeah, Dwayne, like, all right, I'm in my bag. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then like he gets it, and then he gave a great answer after he yeah. got out, that out of the way. So like, yeah, it was uh, yeah that. But then I got in a second question that I felt a little better about. So the one question that I did love in there, it was the kid from USA Today. No idea who he was, but he said basically, was there? Uh, did you guys prioritize diversifying the front office? Yeah. And then Tom Gores. Hey, let me tell you something about Tom Gores, man you probably know this better than everybody. I think you probably know sort of what the consensus is on Tom Gores within the fan base. People don't generally like him. Let me tell you something, man. Every time I hear from him, not in the middle of a basketball game, especially recently, I like, I hear a guy who I think is starting to understand that he needs to hire people to run the team and not 
try to do it himself. I don't really know. I guess I can't really figure out how to articulate. No, I think that's a, I think, but yeah, you can see that evolution a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm starting to kind of enjoy hearing from him. And one thing that did make me mad and I pointed this out pretty sure during Troy Weaver's press conference, he was wearing an Adidas piston shirt, which felt (laughs) insane to me because it was like, Hey man, you could, you have like all of the access in the world to anything you could need. Let's get that new gear. Um, Was how boring because I don't want to say it was boring, but for us watching, it was, what, an hour and a half, two hours long? Yeah. So some of the questions, like Troy Weaver, genius basketball mind, not really great to listen to. Um, so, like, is there a – because you're, you're sitting there, however many reporters are there. Like, how does it get boring at any point? What I get bored with is um, – no, that's a great question. And what I'll say first about Tom, I think Tom – gets a bad rap because his team doesn't win. Yeah. But what I will say is, and you can agree with his philosophies or not, the guy at the end of the day when the Pistons were going, well, they're still going through it, and they're like, but they were pushing for the playoffs with an older team. Like, the, you, can, it's, you can sympathize with a guy who doesn't want to, like, put out a absolutely shitty product. Right. Like, so while I might not agree that, like, that's the best way to – for the franchise to go. And like, I've written that, like, I'll never forget. I wrote that the Pistons should tank after they beat the Spurs earlier this year. Like they, they beat the Spurs at home and went to seven and 13. I'm like, eh, I don't really care that they won this game. Like I'm going to yeah. go right that they should rebuild and tank. And I, I'll just say, I think Tom gets a bad rap because his team hasn't done well, but he, he, I, you can respect a guy that doesn't want to put a shitty team on the floor. He's the yeah. most. He's by far the most accessible owner in the city, and he lives in LA. Like we, I can't tell you how many times. Every time he's at the arena, we go to him at halftime, and he'll talk. If we're in LA, the Clippers and and Lakers games, he's there. We he'll we'll walk up to half floor, half court where he's sitting on the floor seats, and he'll talk with cameras all around him. Absolutely, you don't hear yeah. Ford's talk. You definitely don't hear the Illich's talk. No. Um, work in the community. I, I mean, I, I, I can't fact check this, but it appears that Tom does the most. Um, yeah, I just think he gets a, a little bit of a bad rap, and I understand like people don't care. They only care about winning, but like I, he does definitely. Um, I think he, yeah, he just gets a little bit of a bad rap. Now to your, your question, what I do get bored with, I get bored with the questions people ask. Yeah. Um, like, so for my, like I don't really do scrums, like, because again, we're a subscription based company. And like, I feel like my job is to give people something like unique and different that they can't read anywhere else. Like that's yeah. like, again, I'm asking you to pull out your credit card and, and read my, what I write. So it's like, I want to make sure it's like, okay, like nobody else wrote this. So like I at least did my job. So, but then there's like questions that are just like very like questions that we know the answer to, but people need the person to say it so they can put it in the story. It's just like those kind of questions just really. And when you do that for an, it's not necessarily who's talking that is annoying to me. It's the questions being asked that are just like, like we know that answer. Like, I don't. Yeah. I think the one thing, and I'm going to wrap this up real quick. I think the one thing that kind of pissed me off was when somebody asked about the draft and Troy Weaver was like, yeah, we're going to get a guy who works hard. And I'm like, you can say point guard. Ed said it. Dwayne said it. You can say point guard. It's okay. Um, I want to wrap up with this because I know you're the person to talk to. I was watching some Cassius Winston stuff earlier this morning. Don't yeah. know why. Just popped into my head. I was like, 
one of my like probably my favorite Michigan State basketball player ever. Oh wow. Um, well, I'm I'm 22, right? So yeah. I mean, maybe Drew Neitzel is somewhere on there. You I love me Kayla three, Lucas. Man. I mean, I, I, I so like, here's what I want to ask you. Well, I guess it's two things. One, uh, you think unquestionably he has a spot in the league, right? Uh, I it's okay. You asked the right person. I do not think unquestionably no. Okay, but like maybe, uh, maybe yeah. I, okay, is I, it I, I like defense, defense, and size is the issue? Yeah, so it's like for me, um, name a player that is that small, that's that slow, that has had success. He's not that slow. He's pretty slow. Uh, uh... like he's. Like I just, I can just picture Ish Smith just blowing past him. Oh, like a hundred percent. But but as much as like Ish is the nicest person in the world, and he's built himself a tremendous career. Like at the end of the day, Ish is a backup point guard. Yeah. So it's like if everybody can imagine Ish Smith just obliterating Cassius Cassius Winston. Like, yeah. Like who can Cassius guard in today's NBA? At the he can only guard point guards. And that's the thing is, so here's the, I was, I, I, I thought like some of this earlier, like, I mean, since he's been at Michigan state, but I kind of came to this conclusion today to me, like the best case scenario with Cassius Winston, like the height of his performances, he's like a blend of like Rajon Rondo, Avery Bradley because of his mid range and uh, Kemba Walker. How, how, how off am I on that? Um, you could be honest. If I'm totally wrong, that's fine. Yeah, I guess. So, who was the first R- Rondo? Who was still though? Like, what, how tall was Rondo? Uh, I'm not great with heights. I he was, could okay. Not he was six one, but I think he had like a. I think he has like a like six nine wingspan. Gotcha. Cassius um, does have little arms, I guess. Yeah, let me see if Cassius's wingspan is. Um, well, I can't just type in Cassius. <laughs> Give me a little Muhammad Ali there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like see that. And obviously, there wasn't a. He had a six four wingspan at the twenty fourteen Nike Elite. I would imagine his wingspan hasn't grown that much. If it has, it's like an inch. Yeah. yeah. So Brando has at least long arms, a little bit more size. Um, that one, yeah, you're like yeah, like that's probably the best comparison. I think Bradley is quick. Like defensively, he gets after it. Like I just can't see Cassius ever like. Just as somebody who, like, I'm a guard that has, like, I'm a slow, like, I'm similar when I play basketball and when I played, like, to Denzel Valentine, like, minus the height, like, a yeah. a guard size player with slow feet. So, like, I sympathize with Cassius, but I'm also understanding that I couldn't play in the NBA because of that. Like, Avery's too quick, um, and then Kemba's just, I don't think, I think that's a best-case scenario. Like, the size is right. He's not a good defender, Kemba. I just don't think he has the wiggle and like the elegance with the ball to be like that good of a score. Uh, but I could be wrong. Like, I think that could be best case scenario. So like, I don't, I think you're two for three on like possibility. Ah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Cassius is low dribble in the lane is my favorite thing about him. It's also beautiful. Denzel Valentine. The fact that he was once in the running with Buddy Heald for player of the year in retrospect is absolutely insane. All righty, James. I have, uh, just so you know, I have. I can do 10 minutes. I can do 10 more minutes. You got you 10 just, more minutes? You just texted me, yeah, if you have more questions. Okay, yeah, let me quickly rack my brain. Okay, well, let's do this then. So give me a percentage chance. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say mine first. I think there's like a 50% chance that Amani Bates plays a collegiate basketball game. What's the percent? 50. Man, I hope you're right. You think it's lower than that? 
I guess I just I feel like the league, everything you hear and everything you read, like the league is trending back toward allowing high schoolers to go in. Um, I don't know Bates to know if like doing a year at college is like important to him. Like I don't I don't know that at all. Uh, Matt Shook, might, who did a great documentary on Imani Bates that you should go check out. Uh, yeah. You, if you're listening, is what I mean. Um, yeah, I just don't know like what's important to him, but I just think like I mean the dude was the first ever Gatorade Player of the Year as a sophomore. Like why would if he can go pro, why wouldn't he? Yeah, and I just feel like the league is trending toward guys being able to go pro, but we'll see. I man, give me one year of Imani Bates, please. I mean, at, I, I I don't at that point like if we lose. If we don't make it to the Natty, that's fine. I'm just happy that for one year, like Michigan State will have the consensus number one overall pick in the draft. Like that's gonna feel. I guess Jaron Jackson was he wasn't consensus, but it was like maybe he'll go number one. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know what I mean, I'm trying to think who would have been. Yeah, Jaron was probably the closest in in a long time. How? I have a question for you. So oh, you're, okay, you're from Howell, right? I am. So like you're right in between Michigan and Michigan State. I am yeah about in the center. We're like, like we're called the heart of Michigan. That's like our town. Yeah, thing. it's dead center. Like when my parents got divorced, so like mom lived in Flint and my dad lived in Westland. The meeting point was Howell. So like oh yeah, I okay. spent a lot of time at the the I think the Speedway in front of the Walmart. Yeah, um, getting, <laughs> yeah. getting dropped off to go yeah. to the Um Very quickly though, get in, get out. Just a little Howell joke. Sorry. Um, why a state fan? Uh, well, when I, well, like growing up, I had an aunt who worked in admissions and who actually just retired. And so I just kind of grew up and like, all I've known is that everyone in my family ever went to Michigan state. Um, so I just grew up knowing that that's who I was supposed to root for. No particular reason other than that. Like, yeah, I remember growing up and one of the first Michigan state football games I can ever remember watching was I think 2004. Five. Drew Stanton was the quarterback, and it was uh, the game against Northwestern where we had like the largest comeback in the history of college football. No yeah. idea if this is ringing a bell for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess no real reason. Like I didn't go there. Obviously, I dropped out of high school. I didn't um, know that. You did or did not? I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> didn't finish high school. Um, Good for you. Which is we were. I was having this conversation the other day. I don't remember how it came up. Uh, someone was talking about, you know, going to school and figuring out what they want to do. And I was like, I'm in a pretty good situation because I'm sort of on the path to be able to do what I want to do. And I'm not going to be in student loan debt for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, so really, really lucky there. I remember I was applying for a job uh, with Fansided, like within the company that I already work for with Piston Powered. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they're like one of their like their headquarters offices is right here in Chicago. Um, so they were looking for like a PR position like social media guy. And I was like, Hey, I'm pretty good with social media. I'd love to have this job, but I was really worried that I wasn't qualified for it because I don't have any education at all. I'm just like self-taught. I know how to use the internet cause I'm Gen Z. That's how we, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they were basically like, we don't care. Like I learned very quickly that school's important. I don't want anybody listening to this thinking that school's not important, Yeah, but it's not for everybody. Certain, it's not. And like, I don't know. It's sort of just like a, I always thought that it was like a people look at a resume and if they if you don't have any educational stuff on there, they just throw it out. But my brother was like, nah, it's just kind of like a, they look at it and be like, oh, cool. They went to school. And that's literally it. Yeah. No. Um, and I think that's a again, like I always wonder, like, I mean, I went to state right out of high school and like 
like I, I graduated with like a good GPA, but like that shit doesn't matter. Like they don't, I don't know if any bosses ever like looked at the GPA, but like, I wonder if like, I, what if I went to like a community college and like save money? And then yeah. like, like, I don't know people on Pistons Twitter, they know Austin Drake. Yep. Um, the stat guy for FSD, like he only did community college and it's oh, like, wow. he has a great job. And again, community college is great and it's fine, but I'm saying like people might think that uh, getting a job like that, like he went to a four-year university and that's like, no, that's not the case. And um, like he has no student debt and like he has a great job and yeah, like you, always, everybody's case is different. And if I had known then what I know now, like maybe I take a different path. Yeah. It's always a bit awkward for me because um, it obviously doesn't happen right now because school's not a thing, but when people were like in school, like last semester, like I would get DMS all the time. Like, Hey man, like I'm writing a paper, I'm in this class and we have to interview someone who's like in the field that we want to be in. Like, can I talk to you? And that's always so cool to me. I'm like, absolutely. But it's really awkward because one of the first questions that they always ask me is like, so, you know, where did you go to school? What classes did you take? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't finish. I dropped out my junior year. Like, I don't know. Um, like I went to summer school and like just listened to Yeezus the whole time and never finished, <laughs> never actually finished any of my classes. Like I didn't do anything. Shout out to George Bush for uh, no child left behind. Cause otherwise I would have been screwed. <laughs> um, but I, I just like kind of, my brother always makes the joke. I just kind of like accidentally my way into the position that I'm in now. Um, and shout out to people like, well, I know it's kind of a hot button thing to even bring him up, but like shout out to Grant Napier. Because someone like him, you know, really helped me out. Yeah. And, um, you know, having the opportunity to even talk to you is, is really cool to me. And, like, getting to go on ESPN Radio and getting to do all this stuff is really cool. And, like, I guess, yeah, just ending on this, school isn't for everybody. It's not something that I hope people ever feel pressured into doing. Like, if you want to be a doctor, please go to school. Right, please. But if, if, you, <laughs> but if you want to, like, cover a basketball team, I don't know. I'm not exactly gainfully employed right now. There's different routes. Like, yeah, like, for example, like, there could be a, I mean, you never know if you do, like, your own, say, your Bill Simmons kind of path, and, like, you just, like, where maybe you're in your parents, you're staying with your parents, and uh, you just did your own blog, and, you, and it took off, and, like, co- companies are going to follow the guy that has a following. Like, it, yeah. you know, you can build, with in today's age, you can build a following, like from yeah without education without without higher level education without you know what i mean like there's so many ways to do 100%. it 100 yeah bill simmons talk about another guy who's kind of a hot button thing to even bring up right now yeah that's i mean yeah. i don't listen i don't I, I said this the other day uh, shocked color me shocked that a guy from Bo- never mind i'm <laughs> never mind never mind um yeah like it, i don't i'm not gonna equate it to what you do with the athletic but one of the ways that you have to go about sort of building that presence is i don't want to talk about things that everybody else is talking about i want to try to bring a different perspective to things yeah kind of like what you have to do you get what i'm saying yeah. um and and so maybe that's kind of why i like to cover other teams because i want well, I don't want just people to like my followers to know. I want like outlets to know that I can be versatile. Like, hey, if you want to hire me for the Kings, it, whoever signs my checks first, like I'm there. Right. Because, um, you know, with me, it's like Pistons, Kings, Bucks. Like those are kind of the teams that I that I talk about the most. Um, so you just kind of have to create that versatility. And um, I, I, you know, I love the Pistons more than anything in the world. 
it's like that's my life um and it's always blows me away when people are like oh you're not a pistons fan like you're a kings fan and i'm like i why would i bandwagon the pistons they stink <laughs> um but yeah alrighty, james this was an amazing conversation. Yes, brother. I appreciate I, I, you. I hope in the near future, I was, I'm super non-committitive with this stuff. I think I told you like last week or like two weeks ago that I was going to have you on. Yeah. And no, I never said anything about it. I just want you to, um, until things get figured out and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I just want you to continue to do a podcast regularly. Cause like I said, and I've told you many times on on record on record um off record like you're entertaining man just i keep keep doing it thank you yeah i um i really appreciate that like you and rod were kind of the people that kind of made me realize what i wanted to do um also what james was alluding to with the i know what he's talking about people should be excited for and that's i guess we'll just kind of leave it at that so folks if you made it this far genuinely from the bottom of both of our hearts thank you very very much for listening james i hope to have you on very very soon again i say very very soon maybe like maybe make it a monthly thing i don't know we'll figure something out yeah man i'm not doing anything till december so jesus all right, <laughs> all well, right. I, I think we can do this weekly all right. oh yeah okay yeah that could be a thing actually yeah well, anytime man anytime you need me i'm there all righty well we will catch you guys in the next one